0: Welcome to The Local, brought to you by Fairhaven Wealth Management in partnership with our friends at the Wheaton Chamber of Commerce here in Wheaton, Illinois. I'm Mark Horner, and together with Vicki Austin, we bring you conversations about what's happening with people right around you.
1: Everyone has a story that goes well beyond their day-to-day life. Stories about their history, their passion, their inspirations. All you have to do is look and ask and maybe listen These stories may be local, but their reach is far and their themes universal.
0: Well, this is a special treat for me because I have to uh, I have to confess there's there's a whole lot of personal connectivity we have, Pam. So Pam Scherstoppel from Wintrust is uh, is joining us today. So I'm going to dump a whole bunch of stuff on on your on your lap right right out of the gate. Okay. So first is my first job was at the first National Bank of Chicago in a management training program, and and so that was uh, I think a very prominent member of your resume or component mm-hmm. of your resume. So I. Started my career in banking before I got into the wealth management business. Then also, we do business corporately and personally with Wintrust, and I cannot say enough about your team that we interact with across the board. And so it's people like Jen Barra and Chris Hankel, uh, the entire the entire lobby at the Wheaton Bank location on Main Street. It is it is just like walking into how old-time banking used to be and I feel like should be when you get (laughs) greeted with huge smiles and, and by name. I just, I absolutely love them. Well, thank you. Absolutely love them. And a real quick story on, I just got goosebumps thinking about this story. So when the pandemic, when the PPP program first came out, I was grabbing some tacos at a restaurant in town and asking about how business was going. And the owner, the owner there related to me, uh, the, the challenges that they were having. And I asked about the PPP program and he related to me that they that they uh, their, I think, it was their accountant was talking about charging fees for going through the application, and you just, you just sort of made a, a grimace, and that was my, that was my reaction. So I explained, I explained to him that that that's not how the process should work. He was at a big, inner, he was at a big global bank. I'll mm-hmm. leave that name mm-hmm. off the table. Uh, that weren't returning his phone calls. So I said to, I said to him, "Well, look, this program was made." Ex- I exactly for businesses like yours. And it sounds like you're dealing with the, you're dealing with the wrong place. Can I make an introduction to a local, to a local team that, that works quite well uh, and takes great care of, of us. And so uh, Vanessa Stang was another, was another member of that, of that team. Three of your bankers, all women went down to that restaurant the next day, the next day, after, after I'd made a, made an introduction to them and one thing led to another and they were able to get the PPP funding for him and his family. And I mean, just, just an unbelievable job in, in taking care and taking care of clients and responsiveness. So, so if, if I'm, if I, um, continue to give glowing praise this is where this is where it comes from it's not just sucking up it's 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 from it's from direct experience so thank thank you you.
2: yes no the bankers really it was a lot of work a lot of late nights um Twenty-four-seven, but they got so much out of it themselves because they knew they were really helping. They were really people. needed. Yeah, one hundred percent. they
1: helped the chamber too. Uh, yeah. Dora and her team helped us with the um, our PPPs. So. And what was
2: different about this is normally it's the commercial bankers that are doing all that, and this time the retail staff and the everybody got into it. Yes. So you know, it was just it was a new new thing for everybody, but it was good. So thank you. At,
0: at, you're very welcome. And that was and that was not true across the banking industry. I won't. You don't need to comment yeah. on that. I'll comment. <laughs> I'll comment. I'll <laughs> comment. I'll yeah. comment on that. That was not true across the across the industry. And it's just. I mean, just kudos with a capital K right. to to you to you and the team.
1: Probably saved his business, don't you think?
0: It, it could very well have. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, it could have, It could have been that meaningful of an mm-hmm. of an in, of an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I just I just love everybody over there so a topic that i would that i would love to that i would love to dig into and get and get your perspective on having been in the financial services industry for a little while is just is is the the role of women in in financial services and maybe in in business in business in general and and maybe some maybe some feedback and i won't ask you to name names either but maybe some feedback for younger people getting into the getting into the business of financial services, both men and women, how it is that uh, that we, as both members of the financial services industry, might deliver uh, a bit of a better experience for women in that in that business, both as participants, so people that work in financial services, and consumers of the financial service uh, product. Because I, as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of research out there that suggests that 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 our business. Uh, has some work to do in that in that regard so so what what counsel would you would you give younger people coming into the business
2: it's any business I guess and you uh, I think, think some people are afraid of the numbers aspect mm-hmm. or they don't understand really what they're getting into I mean a lot of young people just think of mortgages or retail banks and um, you know I, I know the commercial banking world better than other parts of, of banking, and people don't even really understand what that is. Or they only think of the investment bankers that do all the big flashy deals. So you have to really explain what it is uh, and try to get people to understand what they're doing day to day. And so it's, you know, partly missionary work going out, mm-hmm. trying to tell people what it is and, and what's fun about it and what you get to do. You get... You also get some people who are afraid they have to sell.
0: Yeah. yeah. And a yeah. lot
2: of young people are afraid of that word, which it's not the right word for it. You know, you're trying to help people find out what their needs are, what will, you know, it's become a trusted advisor, as you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And I, so a lot of it's just not, people not really understanding what the opportunities are or what might be out there. It's why I think we don't attract as many people and then the retention is the world it is right now where somebody dangles something a little better out there mm-hmm. and, and they go
0: so how are you so are you how are you dealing with retention issues with are, are people coming back to back to cuz again back to my experience the, phys, the the experience of going into the branch is 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 fantastic, and so Mm -hmm. for that to go away from one one consumer's experience would be it would be a huge negative. So I love seeing seeing the smiling faces, Mm -hmm. not just doing business through an ATM or online.
2: Right. Well, that's the retail part of the world, and so we're competing with other retail businesses there. Uh, Wintrust did uh, raise our minimum wage uh, mid year, which a lot of companies did, and then you know kind of. Due to compression, you you raise some other people, but um, we had a hard time, especially with the uh, pandemic, because they had to come in. We closed the lobbies for a little bit, but then we opened them up again. So they're seeing other people working from home, and they still have to come in every day and uh, so you know a lot of people left because of that. They went into another job. So now you know you just have to find people that want to deal with. The public and be those friendly faces and uh, pay competitive salaries and then employee engagement is a big thing for us and you know, we do the surveys and and what do you enjoy about your job what could we do better um, so we work we work hard at that as well and culture is my big thing yes um, getting getting a good culture in your organization so.
1: Cam, I want to acknowledge you and thank you for being a participant in our Fresh Ideas mentoring program through the Wheaton Chamber. Um, I know that you also have a mentoring program at Wind Trust, which is, again, part of your commitment to culture. Um, so just wanted to thank you and ask you going back to the wind trust culture, how would you describe it? And what are the ways you're contributing to that, that you, you are being able to bring your own spin. And we've talked about what it was like to be a woman in the eighties when we used to pretend we didn't have families because that could derail <laughs> your career. Right. Yeah. I had a boss who had no pictures of her family. It was oh, months I didn't. before I didn't
2: I, do I didn't, nothing.
1: Oh my gosh. It was months before I realized she even had children. I didn't even wear
2: my wedding ring. Oh. I wore a band, not a diamond because one time a man came in and said, "Oh, you've got a beautiful ram-. I mean, he was, it was <laughs> yeah, whole different Crazy time. Stuff.
1: Whole different time. <laughs> So,
0: I, yeah, so and being Mark a man. Mark
1: is looking like, he's like looking astonished. I've gone
0: to a different planet because I, I, I never, I never have to deal with it. Any- well, that was years ago. So who, who makes the decision to not to not put pictures of your family? I mean, did you, were you counseled to do that or, or that was, how did that come to be?
2: I don't remember that,
1: but I knew you did not bring anything. Nothing personal. Personal. You would never in a million years have asked for time off to go to a soccer game for your kid or you, or you'd be not considered serious. I think it was, you know, it was when women were just coming back or coming into the workforce and we were trying to prove ourselves. I mean, we were wearing Navy blue suits and maroon bow ties.
0: So are you seeing a change? Are you seeing a change in that? Now? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. God. Yeah. And so where, how, do, how do you think that change has come has come about over time? What's contributed to that change?
2: Well, time, People. Yeah. people have become much more progressive, more women in the workforce and my thing is always it can't be a woman's issue as soon as the men started promoting things or they talk about work life balance or they want some time off then things have changed mm-hmm. because it can't it can't be just a woman's issue right. in my opinion so we've got uh, men that go on leave after having the baby. We've got men that are going to the games um, and doing all that kind of stuff, too. So now it becomes OK.
1: I think it's, it's <laughs> very refreshing that young men are m- way more involved. Way more involved, yeah. And, and then it, it does sort of bring uh, a kind of a, I don't know, group think. I don't know if that's yes. the right way to, to say it, but it becomes then acceptable in the workforce.
0: Almost like you're given, you've been given permission to do to, to, to do this as silly <laughs> right. as as silly as that might sound. Yeah,
1: I think that's why a lot of women went into business for themselves is because, and I don't know if you want to speak to that in terms of commercial banking that uh, reaching women who are entrepreneurs, but um, to to be have flexibility. I remember the word telecommuting was like you might as well have been talking about riding a rocket ship to work, to be able to telecommute. And yet now it really, <laughs> thanks to the, I mean, there, there are very few silver linings to the pandemic, but one is this right uh, flexibility with work. Are you seeing that? I know you said the retail people have to come back to work, but. Well,
2: that's all over the board too. Yeah. How much you
1: bring people into
2: the office, how much
1: not, what, you know, that's, I don't think
2: anybody has that completely figured out. I don't either. So we we've got some hybrid, we've got some all-in, some, you know, it's just a work in progress there. Why
1: did you go into banking, Pam?
2: Well, when I left to be, I hadn't graduated yet. I only went two years to be a secretary. And then I came and worked at a bank in Iowa as a secretary. And that whole story that I had told on your show about uh, seeing somebody else's paycheck and realized that was, Not for me. So then I went back to college and got my degree. And actually, when I came out of college, um, I got married and moved to Chicago and uh, started out as an underwriter of directors and officers liability working on the 100th floor of the Sears Tower, which was the tallest office in the world at the time. (laughs) So the the hick from Iowa going to the 100th floor of the Sears Tower was was fun. It had to be pretty heady experience. (laughs) But then I went to night school at Northwestern and got my MBA. And then I found a, a credit analyst job at the Australian New Zealand Bank in Chicago and got the job. And so it just
1: happened.
0: And that's it. Yeah. Secretary to CEO. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the formula.
1: Yeah. Well, at that time secretary, nurse and teacher, those were our choices. Or homemaker, right? Homemaker. Yeah. yeah.
0: So can you share some of the challenges between secretary to CEO that
1: I, I feel a book title coming absolutely, out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely.
2: See. Oh boy. I I mean, uh, you know, generally the one of the only women in the room for a lot of a lot of things, uh, maybe inappropriate things. I haven't, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of that. Um, it's hard to give a lot of examples and, and kind of going wherever, wherever the path took me. So now people say you should know your career path or be very um, determined or have a goal. You know, what's, what do you want to do next? Yeah. And I didn't have that. So I would just work hard, and then the people came to me and said, would you do this next, and we want you to do this next. And for all but one thing, I did it. You know, I just said, okay, because you know, it would be what's the worst that could happen. You fail and go on. But each one of those twists and turns, of course I learned something new, um, even took steps backward sometimes because you you know it would look fun or it was something interesting and then you move forward so um that I guess some career advice is you know take some risks and do some things there were three jobs that I had said I would never want that job and then sure enough they'd come to me and say okay we we want you to do this then you do it and
0: so i think this notion that the life is a straight line just an unbroken boulevard of green lights is absolute (laughs) nonsense (laughs) it's absolute nonsense the 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 life is life is full of twists and turns and you don't know what you don't know and you get different experiences and then you and then you find out that maybe you like something that that you or you didn't quite understand something and right i'm on college visits we've got th- we've got uh, four kids and the third is in is in the middle of the college search and we're just a couple of weeks ago sitting listening to somebody who had already plotted out their major and where they were going to work and uh, for a 17 year old to i mean i suppose that's almost
1: sad it
0: yeah. I mean it felt it felt a little freakish to me to be to be honest, to be to be thinking that to be thinking that clearly that yeah. I know where I'm gonna be thirty years from now. I, I just think I it's I mean just, some
2: people have a calling. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. Like really are fixed right. on that, but I never did. Yeah. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs>
1: what's what's the one thing you turned down? You said all but one.
2: Oh well, that was uh it was his own political aim, the mm. person that kinda asked me that. You know, you have to be able to trust what people are asking you to do, and you know, oh. he, he wasn't as trustworthy. So,
1: mm. How do you develop trust in that kind of a situation? You just build relationships,
2: mm-hmm. have experience knowing what they, they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You put your radar up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So where do you think, what's going to change in banking, let's say, over the, next, over the next 10 years, would you guess?
2: That... Uh, <laughs> I can see the future. Uh, You know, the trend toward more uh, digital. But to your point about um, going into the branch, branches are still important. Mm -hmm. So every channel we add, you don't take away another one. You just have to keep adding them and kind of making um, growth, making sure you're up to speed on all of them. So there's been research done that people like digital and online, but a lot of them like to have a branch mm-hmm. in the area in case they need to go in. Um, now, some people are completely online, and that's you know that's one story. So you've got to be up on digital and online banking. You have to have some branches, um, but. You know, it will continue to evolve. Less, less branches, maybe, not as big. We don't build these massive buildings anymore like you used to. Um, and then delivering more consultative rather than transactions. You know, our teller transactions are going down. Right. Um, people just checking balances. That's not so much anymore. So you you have more um, substantive conversations with your customers. So evolving toward that. I think
0: what I'm hearing is thinking about technology as a complement to the relationship, not a, not a replacement Mm, of the, of the relationship. Right. Is the bank talking about some sort of crypto?
2: Uh, Just talking about it. Yeah. 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 It's pretty complex and
0: I think it's a bunch of nonsense, but that, but that's, that's the old school. That's the old school in me Me too. Don't get me
1: started on (laughs) NFTs for art.
0: Right. Are you seeing in your commercial customers or retail customers any sort of stress that might that might reveal the the economy's weakening in some in some way
2: Nothing systemic or comprehensive yet, little bits and pieces i mean it's just like during the pandemic you had some people that you know were failing miserably, but then others that were you know really took off because right. of some that and it's still the case now i mean. Um, our credit quality, I mean, we're a public company, so this is, our credit quality is really strong, um, right now, knock on wood. And of course we watch it carefully and you watch all the trends. Uh, but so far it's good, but you know, keeping a close eye because who knows?
0: Yeah. So what you do when you grow up, are you, are you thinking about something post, post banking?
2: No.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Not for attribution, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pam, call me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pam, you've gone from the 100th floor of the Sears Tower in uh, downtown Chicago to our little burg here in Wheaton, Illinois on uh, Wheaton Avenue and Front Street. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey from the city to the suburbs?
2: Well, uh, it, I didn't live in the city, but. Um Certainly working downtown is different than working in the suburbs. And when I was childless, it was more fun to work in the city. But once you have kids (laughs) and you want to get home quicker and have a little more flexibility and raise kids, um, the suburbs was a better place for for our family. Um, But we've lived in Wheaton for, I don't know, 38 years now, and... um, I guess one way to put it in terms of why Wheaton, our daughter, when she went to college, said, I am never coming back to Wheaton. Wheaton is too, you know, not nice, wasn't the word, but it's just too tame. Yeah, Yeah, too provincial. She lives in the towers. Of course she does. Of course she does. (laughs) She did spend time downtown, Uh but then now she's She's back home.
1: Back home. Back home. (laughs)
0: You don't know what you got till it's gone. That's right. 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 That's there we right. Go. Don't yeah. tempt me yeah. to break into song. Not really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: it's changed so much. I mean, the downtown is vibrant. And, you know, when I we moved here, it was a dry community. And uh, now... That does
1: seem to keep coming up. Yeah. yeah and
2: this is a recurring theme <laughs> in our, in our Which discussions. Which we did not know when we moved here. We didn't either. And so my husband and I threw a kegger party... And um, nobody showed
1: up. Yeah, not
2: very <laughs> many people showed up. And, but either way, it's it's a good community. There's we, a
0: distinction between North, North Wheaton and South Wheaton in this regard.
2: Well, I live Dude. on North Wheaton.
0: Okay, so I attended a kegger at the, on the south side of Wheaton. So actually, somebody here in the office. Uh, holds a uh, an Oktoberfest celebration from time to time so in his backyard and it's like five or five or six kegs so i went down there to go have a good time and more than one person from the south side of Wheaton said you're from the north side what are you what are you doing what are you doing here drinking you're supposed to be back up there at church and in bed by
2: 7:15 yeah it's uh Different I
0: don't know what it is about Roosevelt Road. Yeah, it's road I, that, divides, I, that divides, divides. North and it South. South, Sweden, a right?
1: yeah. Yeah. south of Roosevelt. Yeah. I am happily two blocks south of Roosevelt, so I'm one of those whoop it uppers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but in all seriousness, that's been a very nice development, I think, in in downtown Wheaton. Yes. The, the 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 tents. Right. Another, that's another. I think silver lining of the pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. That right.
0: those are fabulous, and the restaurant development down. Ditka's. Yeah, yeah Ditka's grill, Yeah, that's, there that's next, been a great they're addition.
1: They're going to be on um, now open in Wheaton, our TV show with the city. So look for that. Love it. Yeah, Love And even it. though everybody hated it, the investment and the
2: infrastructure
1: now, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It is very and beautiful. Up to date. So that's yeah, we good. can give our, our compassion to Glen Ellen and our friends right. that are still going through that. But we're in year five of a five-year plan. So it's almost done.
0: What do you think they're doing on the development? And speaking of Roosevelt Road down here, so they just built this Culvers, which which went up in Mm -hmm. record record time, and
1: a brand new member as of as of Tuesday. That Culvers, the Wheaton Chamber, yes, Amy Adams, the new manager of the Culvers in Wheaton.
0: There's so much growth in the Wheaton Chamber. I'm sensing a dues increase coming (laughs) coming coming up. (laughs)
1: No, it should be a decrease because there's That's more I agree. More people. I agree. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mark. This show has gone off the rails.
0: <laughs> Do you have you heard about anything about the development of that that old I think it used to be a car dealership. It's a big it's a big chunk of land down there. Yeah,
2: I, I haven't and I just listened to the state of the
1: the state of the city, city but I yeah. don't remember yeah, what Roosevelt he said. The Roosevelt Road corridor is still sort of in development, right. under yeah. construction. Uh, as part of my job, I've started attending city council meetings and some of the city council planning meetings, and it really is fascinating mm-hmm. how the city, you know, grows um, and very with much forethought, of course, and right. much planning. So, yay that Culver's is here.
0: Yay indeed. <laughs> Who doesn't like cheese curds? <laughs>
1: That actually, I just saw that on their menu. Right.
0: Well, Pam, thank you for joining us. It's great. It's great visiting with you. And again, just love the 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 team on that, that, that you've got, that you've got around you. Uh, and so I can't just say enough about business people or, uh, or, uh, uh, non-business customers to go, go if you're not happy with your banking experience, sorry for this turning into a commercial, No, but I'm I just, thrilled. I, I, Thank loved, you I thrilled. love them. If they're, if you're not happy with your banking experience, uh, go check them out.
1: Wheaton bank Thanks. and trust means a lot to us as well. <laughs> um, I do have, I do have one more question for you, Pam. I mentioned earlier that you were a mentor in our Fresh Ideas Mentoring Program, and again, so flattered that you would uh, choose to join our program um, when you have this behemoth company of Wintrust uh, that you also can and probably have participated in. What would you what would you say, just in general, about the value of mentoring to the mentor? Because so often people see mentor mentee as an in an imbalanced relationship where the mentee gains more than the mentor, the mentor gives and the mentee gains. But what we heard from our mentors was that they got a tremendous. So what would, what would you say is the value of mentoring to the mentor? Well, you learn
2: from everybody, especially when you're talking about, um, you know, so many, I don't want to say intimate, but personal and trying to help people grow. Um, you just learn from anybody you interact with, and what I enjoyed, I've mentored you know a lot of different people, either informally or formally, and I love mentoring people that do things that I am not good at. I mean it's it's usually some financial piece that right? So that part fine, but um like for the chamber, it was it's somebody that is creative and you know does all this. Uh, Non-financial stuff, right? So just to
1: just to be clear, that was Alexis Heller. I didn't know if that was okay. Yes, to say. It is okay <laughs> yeah. for the, from the moment on Main, and Alexis opened again in a pandemic. Opened a brand new special event venue. So mm-hmm. yes, and she's, she's just every time
2: I meet, I still we still meet oh, even I'm though the programs so over. Glad. And she comes up with these new ideas all the time. Well, I could do this and I could do that. You know, it's just exciting to watch. And then uh, somebody at the bank that I had mentored once, he was an IT. So he would start talking about this IT stuff. And uh, <laughs> it, it just, it's, it's fun to mentor people that are not doing exactly what you do. And then some that are, um, then you still learn something from
1: everybody. Yes. Well, I think that speaks volumes about who you are.
0: <laughs> That's the common theme I'm picking up through the course of your career Just yeah. just constant learning.
1: Yes, that,
2: that is one of my cultural behavior things, continuous learning. Because yes. then you, if you don't do that, then you, you aren't growing.
0: It's boring. It's boring.
2: right? <laughs> it's
0: boring.
1: We were never allowed to say we were bored at home. Otherwise, my mother would give us housework. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I don't think so. Just appreciation yeah. Yeah. for everything that you yeah. are. And uh, as you can see, she's a quiet, formidable force. <laughs> in the banking world, and in Wheaton. And we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank
0: you. Well, that's it. Another episode of The Local in the can. Thanks for joining us. If you have any story ideas or comments, drop us a note at fairhavenwealth.com. And be sure to subscribe, review, and rate us on your favorite platform. I'm Mark Horner, and I hope you'll join us next time when we cut another episode of The Local.